0: Welcome in everyone to Please Bear With Me. I'm your host, Travis Corley. And you know what, the, the weekend did not go as planned. It did not go the way we wanted it to go. And you know what, that's okay. Oklahoma State is a very good football team. And look, they made plays when it mattered, and we didn't, and that's what it came down to. Today we've got Matt Wilson of Our Daily Bears, more popularly known as Matt MattIsBear on Twitter, and host of Between Two Bears podcast. We're talking Big 12, we're talking Oklahoma State, and then we'll look ahead a little bit to West Virginia. Please bear with me. Welcome in to Please Bear With Me. As always, I am your host, Travis Corley, and joining us today, the one, the only, Matt Wilson, formerly known as Matt is Bear. What is
1: up? Uh, (laughs) I would say... um... Oh man. Words are hard. Uh, par- in parallel. I, yeah, I'd say well, there are, there are people that still know me by, by is which is, which is fine by me. Well, um, I'm, it's going I'm... well. It, it's by week, right? Like, um, we, we have a chance to step back, reflect a bit. And, uh, and then unfortunately like one more game and we're halfway through the season.
0: Yeah. That's wild. That's wild. I still, I still feel like we're, still waiting for this team to to kind of get going and then it's like we're already halfway through the season which is which exactly. is wild and uh you know which which wish it wasn't so um you know before we before we hop into that uh tough loss i want to talk about something that i think will make us all feel better and that is how mid ou is i mean who the last two weeks um got dominated by kansas state like got dominated not embarrassed but got dominated but Last, last weekend, man, that, that was an embarrassment, um, them going into TCU and uh, TCU just shellacking them. Um,
1: I was ooh. at the tailgate with some friends who had the TV up, and it was, it was pretty early on, maybe a couple minutes into the game, nil-nil, TCU goes up 7-0. Oh, well, that's interesting. It might be a competitive game. And then it just kept happening. <laughs> it just kept <laughs> happening. Um, and as I understand it, like uh, Gabriel got, got, uh, injured towards the end of the game and things just started snow piling. One thing you can't say about the Oklahoma team is that their defense is mid because their defense is not mid their defense is just bad.
0: Ooh, yeah, it is. there's,
1: there's no way around that. No,
0: no, they're they're Uh, you know, and I thought, you know, Brent Venables was a, uh, a defensive coach and that seems to be the, uh, the weakness of their team there, but yeah, Dylan Gabriel, um, got slammed down pretty hard um, on a targeting call, and but I don't think that made any difference in the game. There, um, I'm pretty sure TCU was already scored like 28 points in the first quarter by the time that had happened. So, man, um, lots of OU fans thought, you know, we would we're we're going to keep this thing rolling right into right into SEC territory, and uh, man, whoo, um, I'm just glad we're not them. Just glad we're not
1: them. Yeah, Yeah. it it feels good to be um, a fan of a program that even though you know we we will take our lumps as a fan base, the team will take their lumps as a team, but the the program has direction. The program has shown a propensity to improve as the season or the tenure of a coach goes on. It just it there's something safe and secure about that. And which is why I would encourage everybody just to take a step back over the bye week enjoy the sport of college football, right? It's not that we can't evaluate the team. It's not that we can't be frustrated, but we can take a step back and understand that two losses so far is not the end of the world. A lot of goals are still on the table.
0: Absolutely. Um, And two losses to the number 16 team in the nation and what the number seven team in the nation now. And so, Yeah. If if you want to look from the outside in and say, Hey, the Baylor bears are three and two, which is behind the mark of what most people thought was going to, was going to happen to this team. Yeah. It looks bad. But then you look at those two losses and it's to two very good teams. Um,
1: Yeah. I'm on record in multiple spots saying that 12 and zero was more likely than eight and four. And I still, Obviously, 12 0 can't happen, but I still feel like this team's floor is, is, a, is about another loss, maybe, right? Like it, that, that's kind of where it feels. So, a lot of exciting football left.
0: Yeah, I, I'm right there with you because, you know, I'm kind of looking ahead on the schedule now. And what we thought at the beginning of the year was like, oh my gosh, our road games are so, so tough. We got to go to West Virginia. On a Thursday night, we've got to go to to Austin and we've got to go to Norman. But now it's kind of like the schedule has flipped and that our tough games ahead look like they're going to be the home games. TCU, Kansas, Kansas State, like it's I would say it's kind of the same difficulty, but at least we're getting the more difficult games at home.
1: I had not considered that. You know, my brain was processing as I look at the news here and it looks like. You know, West Virginia won't have their extremely large freshman running back Donaldson yeah. for the Baylor game. Um, so a game that was already not very scary becomes even less so. And it you're that's a really good point. I hadn't considered that. Yeah, you have a dangerous Kansas team coming, but then you try, you go to you go to Lubbock for a Texas Tech team that can score, but are we haven't really seen them beat, we haven't seen them turn into an, an, an impressive performance yet, right? The Texas game, I don't know what to think about that yet. I still don't Same. know
0: what to think. Same. Uh,
1: yeah, and then there's the the other assortment of games, but that's a really good point. I enjoy that.
0: Good. I'm, I'm glad you think so. And, you know, I you, you talk about Kansas be, being a tough game. That is so weird. That is very weird. I'm, I'm glad that they're finally in, in the top 25 and getting some recognition, but just very weird. And I, I, I still don't know what to think about Kansas, to be quite honest with you. Um, but Hey, found a way to win against Iowa state held them to 11 points. Um, kind of impressive that they held them to 11, I would say. Um, but yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm not quite ready to pull the trigger and say like Kansas is for real, for real, but I think they're very, very good.
1: It depends on what you think for real is Kansas is a flawed team. They have holes in the defense that they are able to paper over to a degree, but the offense is real. The offense is real. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll see what they can do against some of the higher powered offenses in the conference. But um, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's I was just talking about this with uh, a Longhorn fan that I was playing golf with earlier today. And uh, we were both just in agreement that the conference is as fun as it has been mm. in a long time. Just For a sure. lot of parody. Nobody's horrible. I still think West Virginia is horrible, but in theory, you can say nobody's (laughs) horrible.
0: No, no, nobody's horrible at all. And I think, yeah, it is kind of looking to be like West Virginia is going to end up at the bottom. Um, But I still think, like, I still think they can beat anyone on that schedule, including Baylor. Like, going into Morgantown on a Thursday night has historically not been good for Baylor, and
1: not fun. Normally, no,
0: no, not fun at all. And like, man. If I told you coming into week six, the most exciting game in the Big 12 was going to be ranked Kansas versus ranked TCU, you'd have thought I was crazy.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) And it's really funny that the only game in the Big 12 that isn't ranked on ranked is OU Texas that, <laughs> that I have to admit that's that's pretty funny to me. Oh, that's but yeah. That TCU Kansas game is going to be a blast. I'm kind of glad we get to watch it on a week where we don't play, so same. I can just enjoy the rest of the enjoy the rest of the games. Same. That
0: that is going to be a high scoring affair. I think that 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 may be like a. Big the old Big 12 look and feel of a game where they're just like scoring on each other over and over and over again. You know, both both teams score over 40. So yeah, I, I think that's for sure the most exciting game on the schedule. And that is that is uh that is very nice that the Red River rivalry oh got it got it right the first time. Was a little bit worried there. There you go. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Um, but yeah, like two unranked teams and like yeah, that 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 should be. I mean, my eyes are going to be tuned on. I think they play at the same time, and honestly, I would much rather watch TCU versus Kansas. Um, without, without a doubt. Yeah, with, without a doubt, for sure. Um, okay. You know what? Let's let's talk about this Oklahoma State game. Um, you know, I finally had some opposing fans uh, slide into my DMs first time this year. Um, really? which is awesome. Oh yeah, I love that. I, I think it's awesome checking my receipts on, uh, on Spencer Sanders and, um, you know, you being a host of between two bears, which is fantastic by the way, and the chemistry you and Evan have is, uh, is awesome and hilarious. Um, it, it
1: helps when we're the exact same person, just disconnected by about mm, like five years. That's that's <laughs> really about it.
0: How, how long have y'all known each other?
1: Um, Honestly, I think it was one of the Twitter friendships that I made. Wow! Like it, not not terribly long, maybe maybe five years now. Like that's wild. aware of each other for five or six years. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's wild. I would have thought y'all were like childhood best friends. Honestly, no, um,
1: just two goofballs. That's all.
0: <laughs> yeah, being two goofballs, like I'm sure you've got opposing fans in in your DMs, like quite a bit because um, you are a crap talker. Like
1: you like to talk so- crap. I, I used to be way worse. Um, the whole, uh, man, if, if people aren't aware, I'm glad, but there, I used to be working this desk job where I didn't have enough to do. And so I would have basically four hours a day for the entire week just to go collect tweets from people and stash them away. And then of course this was 2013 ish. 2012, 2013 ish, where there was a lot of wins and a lot of points scored by the Baylor team and a lot of games that were out of hand by halftime. And so you could go call up those tweets that you put away and have some pretty good (laughs) ammunition. And it turned into a situation where people got very mad at the end of games or during games um, and they would use some nasty language on sure. Twitter. And so I would find the people using nasty language and just kind of turn their ire back on themselves. <laughs> and I was young and immature and dumb, but it was fun to play a game after a win and people seemed to like it. I've toned it down quite a bit, but for Iowa state, like I, the Iowa state fan base, not, I am, I'm not close with them. I will say, and uh, it was good to bring it back. It was good to bring it back then. Um, but yeah, (laughs) if there's just a rowdy fan base every once in a while, I'll, I'll, bring it back. I I've, I've tried to tone it down a little bit or keep it more general, not, not at specific people anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, what is Twitter for other than sports crap talking?
0: Right. Yeah, Yeah, man. Um, all right. Oklahoma state, um, suck to lose, suck to lose for sure. Um, It is okay to lose to, to a good team, you know, but I think the most disappointing part for me about this game is, you know, coach Aranda came out and and said it in his post-game presser was like, we didn't have energy coming out in the first half, which is, yeah. Well, that's, that was the most disappointing thing to hear because it's like you got a top 10 team coming to your house. You got a, a sold out McLean and to hear that we didn't come out with, you know, high energy and not, not really ready to play to be quite honest. Like I'm more disappointed in that than, than I am that we lost the game.
1: I I'm, I'm disappointed, but, but I appreciate how candid Dave Miranda is Mm. to say the things that he says, the way he says them, right. It was a game that Baylor very well could have won. Baylor shot itself in the foot a couple times and it, and Oklahoma state took advantage of it. Right. And so for that reason, like, you know, we, we just got beat by a be- like a better team that day. And it's a situation where, you know, there are lessons from this particular game, just like the BYU game. I think this team and this coaching staff is very good at pulling those lessons out of a loss and applying it to the next week. So especially with a bye week there, if you think that this team is going to come out with low energy the next game, man, I, I completely disagree. So yes, disappointing, especially with the way some like the, the pitch to the short side for the safety in the end zone, right? It's just, it's, it's, it's things that are seemingly uncharacteristic or, or maybe people thinking themselves into a corner and it, it all fixable. I, I think my point is all fixable problems. Oh, right. 100%. If the kicking game is a little bit better, if um, the offense is slightly more on schedule, if a, a particular receiver makes a catch instead of in letting it go through his arms, like all, all things that are fixable, right. And a good team is going to take advantage of that. And that's what Oklahoma state did. So disappointed. Yes. However, it wouldn't surprise me if we see this particular team again in AT&T stadium. So
0: no, there you go. Wouldn't shock me at all. And who some wild stats stats um, that I wanted to point out. Uh, Drake Toll tweeted these out. Baylor punted twice, had 457 yards of offense shaping through for over 300 yards. Baylor only had two penalties for 10 yards and scored two touchdowns of 45 or more yards and lost yep. by two scores that if, yep. if, if I had told you that stat line before the game, that that, that was going to ha- ha- the stats at the end of the game, you would have said, Oh, Baylor wins easy. But man, you, you said it yourself. Just a few, a few just things that kept us from, from winning this game and keeping us out. Uh, You know, the, the play call to for the safety, man, I just, I don't know. I don't know what happened I don't know yeah, you, why you, you why you take we away throw the it.
1: safety you, you take away the safety and you take away the kick return for a touchdown and what is I mean that's the game right there is that, that that's seven of or that's uh yeah that's the game that's the that's the margin yep that, and, uh, yep but unfortunately the kicking game is the third phase of the game yeah. Um, yeah. and you know what can you do what can you do
0: yeah and that's that's also, it's just so uncharacteristic of Rauschenberg. Like, there must have been a wind down there or something because he's usually good about kicking that out of the end zone. Um, but yeah, like, and that's kind of the takeaway that, like, I'm spinning out of this as well is, like, none of the issues we had versus BYU, I think, were issues this game. They were, like, different or new issues. So, like, it's not like we're, we're making the same mistakes over and over and over again. And, like, we pretty much fixed everything that happened in that BYU game. So, like, my confidence level in fixing, you know, whatever happened this game, special teams, the drops, um, I have high confidence that that we're going to shore those issues up for sure.
1: Yeah, I agree. Other than, you know, Richard Reese, like, being a freshman and not knowing when to turn it up upfield oh, in a particular situation on a, on a third or fourth, it was a fourth down. Like, other than that, I agree. I agree. And um that's why it's it's I hate moral victories, right? And yeah. this is not one of those. No. But there there are there are points like that where yeah, it, you you can take some hope away from it for sure.
0: Yeah, cuz I like I don't think we didn't play bad. Like I don't think we played bad at all. Like I I would say our offense was more explosive than any other game this year. And yep. Like Looking at like, I also saw a lot of a lot of people like to bring up when we lose, like, why did we choose Shapin? and why is the the Shapen was one hundred percent not the issue this game. Shapin had arguably his best game as a Baylor Bear, twenty eight out of forty, which is seventy yeah. percent completion, three hundred forty five yards and two touchdowns. He did have two interceptions. Um, one was was on a drop. And one was just at the end of the game, just trying to make something yeah. happen. So, like, yep, sh- like the quarterback was not the issue this game. I would say, if anything, offensively, the issue was we only ran the ball eight times in the first half.
1: Yeah, yeah, like that's that's. And wild. I've, I've seen a lot of people bring that up. Why aren't we simplifying some things and and just using that offensive line to our advantage? Um, and look, you and I don't know anything compared to Coach Grimes or anybody. Oh, yes. Yeah on that stuff. So who are we to say, but it does seem like we got a little uh, cute, cute sounds so derogatory. I, but it is kind of how I feel like just, just line up and beat them. You know, it seems like we did that more last season uh, where Baylor would come out and establish the run game to, uh, to a painful amount uh, for fans (laughs) even in the first half make some adjustments, find areas to attack, and uh, and then that's how you win the game. But, yeah, I, like I said, you know, the first time in a long time, Baylor has given up 30, 30 points or more, and the offense just couldn't quite match it. So,
0: yeah. I, eh. think, I think I saw a tweet right before we hopped on here that was like, it was an 18-game streak of no one scoring over 30 on Baylor, um, which is unbelievable that's that's just so awesome it's that that just gives you confidence like as an offense like man if we can get to the mid-20s we got a pretty much got a chance to to win every game um but man richard reese has been a, a bright spot on this offense um was hoping we'd give him the ball a little bit more in the first half um and then at wide receiver, that's that's everyone's been harping on the wide receivers. You know, we can't get anything out of wide receivers. But hey, Baldwin, seven catches, one hundred seventy-four yards, two touchdowns. His best day as a as a Baylor Bear, and I think
1: that's what some, I was expecting. Yes, that is what I was expecting. Um, it, versus BYU, even to a degree to versus Iowa State, um, and certainly moving forward because. The, the speed is lethal and Shapen can make those throws. He put the ball right on the money both for the, both of those long touchdowns and uh yeah really excited to see more of that for sure for sure and I both, think the, the the two Monterey sorry the two monterey baldwin touchdown drives lasted two and a half minutes <laughs> and one and a half minutes yeah yeah uh, respectfully and um <laughs> yeah I could get used to bringing a little bit of that back.
0: I think so. I I think we can all get used to that. I think he was clocked at like 22 miles an hour, something like that on. That boy fast. That boy fast. Yeah, that's right. Um, Let's talk defense a little bit. Um, Man, Spencer Sanders had a good game. Okay. Good good Spencer
1: Sanders is really good. And I don't think anybody has been saying differently. It's just a situation where, you know, Baylor – when Baylor falls back in that too high zone, there are the five to six yard pass plays or, or or passing opportunities. I'd say that they are there. Right. And Spencer Sanders did a much better (laughs) job than he has in the past of hitting those. Right. He, he only completed 20 passes, but, and, and they weren't, you know, terribly deep. But he was just consistent, and that has not always been the case. And then, of course, you add in his legs there. The mm-hmm. rest of the team really didn't do a ton, but Spencer Sanders did what we asked him to do from a defensive perspective. He, he he solved the puzzles we gave him. And, you know, if if you have established as a coaching staff, that's what needs to happen for them to beat you, and you're comfortable with that, and he does it, well, then you have to live with it. So Yeah. You know, yeah. you shrug your shoulders and move on.
0: Yeah. I'm with you on that. Um 75 yards rushing, I think most of which came in that first half. And that is, that is a little bit um of a worry I have with the defense because I think mobile quarterbacks have kind of hurt us this year. And now we've got we've got Jalen Daniels coming up. We've got um Max Duggan is, is a good rusher. Um, and there's one I'm missing. Uh Adrian Martinez, like We've got yeah. some legitimate rushing quarterbacks coming up here in our schedule. So I'm hoping we can, we can shore that up. And and maybe that wasn't in the game plan it was like, Hey, we don't really expect Sanders to rush that much. Um, I don't know, but he did. He did. Yeah. And it, I think the hurts. puzzles
1: that we give Adrian Martinez and Jalen Daniels will be slightly <laughs> different. Like <laughs> yeah. I think we will pay them respect in, in different ways. Yeah. Um, than we did to Spencer Sanders, and and that's okay. But, yeah, I, I think the game plan will be slightly different for for Adrian Martinez, yeah, especially. Yeah.
0: yeah. So, I mean, just really, really my overall feeling from this game. Yeah, I was disappointed, you know, after the game and, and the day after. But, like, I really thought we played – like, I thought we played good. And, like, apart apart from a, a couple of things happening in Oklahoma State's way, like, give them credit. They came out with a really good game plan. They came out and they punched us in the mouth from from the get go. They were ready to play. And yep. we just couldn't recover. And they like credit to them. Like they really, their game plan I thought it was really good. It was really good. And um, hey, we got beat by a better team um uh, that day. That day. Um Agreed. hopefully that's different um come December. So um I also saw like e- uh ESPN, S P plus, Oklahoma State's post game win percentage was forty five percent. So like based on the stats of that game, that algorithm or, or whatever, like had Baylor winning. So like yeah, we didn't play that. We didn't play that. So yeah. Uh, any final thoughts on the, uh, on the Oklahoma state game?
1: Really curious to see how that Oklahoma state defense continues to hold up or not hold up versus some of the other teams. Um, and then curious to see what the tiebreakers are at the end of the season. Should mm. Baylor become involved? Because that, that'll be very interesting.
0: Yeah. I mean, we saw a last year plan for a potential tiebreaker and OU fans weren't, weren't <laughs> happy about that. that I that forgot about awesome. that. So that great. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> yep. fantastic. Matt and I are going to finish up here in a second, but of course we've got to crown the oh so good player of the game and this is going to a player who we have been waiting waiting for him to break out and he finally does monterey baldwin seven catches for 174 yards and two touchdowns by far his best game as a baylor bear and hoping for more of that to come soon monterey baldwin you're oh-so-good player of the game. Oklahoma State made the plays when they mattered, and uh, here we are. But where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Are we panicking? Is there a panic level to this team? I say no. I don't think there's a panic. Like, we we, we lost to a really good team. We can win out. Like, we really can win out. Um, I'm not going to be shocked if we drop another game because – like this schedule is tough and we like any game that we go out, we can lose 100%, but I am not panicking. Like, like I said earlier, this, I think the schedule has kind of flipped where our away games are less difficult than our home games. And, and that gives me a lot of hope as well.
1: I, I really want to see this team come out with a very crisp start to the West Virginia game put it away early, be extremely comfortable, gain some confidence going into the rest of the schedule, and then I will agree. At mm. that point, I will agree. But it, That's fair. In, in secret, I agree mostly <laughs> anyway.
0: um, Is anything worry you about going up to Morgantown this time around?
1: I mean, honestly, nothing that I can – Uh, put into words really. I mean, you know, the, the BYU atmosphere, it it seemed to rattle the team a bit, but the Ames atmosphere didn't. Um, And I want to see some consistency with that. Other than that, I'm I'm not terribly concerned about uh, the receiving threat um, or or the passing threat with West Virginia. They will get theirs. I, I imagine they will put up 10 to 14 points. Just, just because of the talent they have there, but the running game won't get much done I, I suspect. I just from an offensive standpoint, I want to see some consistency. I want to see some um, repetitive whomping as the shutdown <laughs> forecast likes to say I just want to see Baylor go go do some whomping in yeah. the run game. yeah right between the tackles, wide zone's fine but but just run the ball effectively even when it seems to be a little tough. Run the ball if it's working, right? Yeah. Um, and I cannot believe I'm saying that as a Baylor fan. Run the ball, <laughs> big dumb football. Right. But I really right. do I want to go see some big dumb football. That's what yeah. I want to see.
0: Yeah, hey man, that's what's what this offense is built off of. So uh, and we love to see it last year. And and uh I'm right there with you, man. I, I want to see us just like control the game from the offensive line, from the defensive line, just control the game all the way through. Yes, they're gonna score. It's very hard to shut teams out, but like, yeah, let's, let's control this game. Let's get out with a win. Let's, let's uh, gain some confidence because the back half of the schedule is a lot, a lot more difficult than, than really I thought it was going to be. I had an interesting thought. Do you think BYU and Oklahoma state, do you think like we were the team that they circled on their schedules? like coming into this season. Cause I'm thinking we got like their best shot that they're gonna give any other think,
1: team. I definitely think we got BYU's best shot just because of when the game fell, where the game was, and how last year's game went. And there there was chatter of how BYU was so impressed with how we have um, you know, you know, our facilities and just the size and athleticism of our team and what they need to do to be you know power five ready uh so i definitely think they did and you know you lose in the way you do in the big 12 championship you can't not have a revenge factor play into the competition there okay. so yes um not that i think baylor's anybody's super bowl necessarily but for yeah. these two particular teams after last season yes i do
0: cool deal um matt is bare it was great talking with you. Any, any last thoughts?
1: Like I said, sit back, enjoy the sport this weekend, right? If you're super bummed out about the loss, I get it. Maybe explore some other hobbies, right, during this week. <laughs> um, and then, you know, don't watch this weekend of football as a Baylor fan. Watch this weekend of football as a college football fan. Just take a week off from the emotion. Just enjoy the sport. And why you started watching in the first place. That's what I would that's what I would recommend. That those are my thoughts.
0: That is solid advice, and I think we should all take that. Um Matt is bear, our daily bears, between two bears. Thanks for so being here. Bears. So many bears. More bears. So many bears. We all always more bears. Always more bears.
1: More bears. This was a blast, man. Thank you.
0: Hey, thanks for coming on. Sick and bears. Sick and bears. Huge shout out to Matt Wilson, a.k.a. Matt is Bear, for bearing with us this week and joining the podcast. You can check him out on Between Two Bears podcast, which is absolutely hilarious. And if it's not in your rotation of Baylor podcasts, it needs to be ASAP. Matt, thanks again for coming on. Had a lot of fun. And a shorter episode today, since we got the bye week, uh, we got a a Thursday night game coming up here in like 10 days with West Virginia and uh, looking to get back on track. I'm not panicking with this team and I don't think you should either, but looking to get back on track with a good win on the road in Morgantown. But until then, this is Travis Corley saying stay safe and sick and bears. The Please Bear With Me podcast was created by Scotty Swingler, is hosted and produced by Travis Corley, in affiliation with 247 Sports and Bears Illustrated.